There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the White Witch Podcast with me, Carly. I can't sit in front of a laptop and a microphone and not have the overwhelming urge to say, hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol Baskin here from Big Cat Rescue. Oh, I wanted to say that on the podcast for so long. Who has been watching Tiger King? So I never, ever usually want to watch anything if the masses are watching it because I generally think it's going to be crap however Tiger King I don't know if I'd say it was good or not it's just gonna blow your mind so if you haven't watched it already you have got to watch it I don't think I can cope there's just too much going on one part or a meme that I saw had a picture of I think it was Joe Exotic driving around in a little buggy with a skeleton sat next to him and the meme says (laughs) At this point of watching Tiger King, I didn't even bat an eyelid when this guy rocks up in a buggy with a skeleton riding shotgun. And that is pretty much how wild Tiger King is. So if you haven't watched it, please use lockdown time to watch it. Anyway, on today's issue, we are going to be discussing if Carol Baskin (laughs) did kill her husband. We're not ready. We're not at all. We are going to be talking all about sun magic, star magic, and we've also got a book review, which I will delve straight into now. The book is called Sacred Self-Care by Chloe Isadora. I'd still like to discuss whether or not Carol Baskin did kill her husband, but no, 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 let's let's get on. So the book's called Sacred Self-Care by Chloe Isadora, Everyday Rituals for a More Joyful and Meaningful Life. I love this book. I bought it um, probably about a year ago. And although it's not classified as a witchy book, this book definitely resounded with me as a witch. It's a mixture of shamanism, witchcraft and spirituality overall, but it's definitely not fluffy spiritual rituals by any mean. So the content covers basically creating your own sacred space, preparing your body to receive spirit, connecting to source and earth energy, opening and closing sacred space, so ultimately casting your circle, creating your altar, so a lot of the typical witchy content delivered in a bit of a non-witchy way, but the parts of the book I was most drawn to relate to the ritual work, so a lot of it revolved around really checking in with yourself and journaling, so perfect time to read this, 
lockdown has really forced me to work on a lot of my shadow work. I feel like if you can get your hands on this during the lockdown, perhaps reading it online or something, it could really help you work through some of those locked away emotions and issues that you may want to work through and come out on the other side of. If there is one thing I've realised in lockdown is we are completely unable to run away from ourselves. So as much as I like my own company, I've really had to work through a lot of stuff that I can just often shove to one side in more, you know, normal times. If you struggle with self-love, which I think many of us do, or if you've even got some stuff to work with through, just generally the rituals and journal prompts in here could be really enlightening, not to mention the book is just bloody beautiful. So the cover's got a... um, completely aesthetically pleasing not to sound shallow but it's got a black background with flowers on the book has just got a really mystical beautiful feel about it throughout all the photography there's loads of photographs of nature throughout so the bits that I felt the most important uh, from the book were self-love relationships there's a section that's particularly good for empaths as it delves into the triangle of disempowerment and triangle of empowerment so you can check in and see how healthy some of your relationships are and how to grow from it basically how to love yourself for a breakup that section's amazing like I said I need to stress this is by no means a fluffy self-help book think bohemian shamanic witchy rituals and sort of spiritual guidance that really draw on plowing through the real icky shadow work to truly pull you out onto the other side there's a ritual in there for honoring and releasing past lovers and calling in your beloved to move past the breakup stage the book's got a really strong section on feminine empowerment, so how our menstrual cycle relates to the moon. There's even a ritual you can do using your own menstrual blood. Obviously not for everybody, but I know that you know some people do like to use that in their practice and pour it into the earth and so on. I know we have a few male listeners that listen, so I did want to mention actually on this note whilst we're here, I do want to put out some episodes relating to some of the amazing gods that we have and so on because I know that I've banged on quite a bit about the goddesses. But yes, we will cover a bit more for some of our male witches. Anyway, back to the book. There is a whole section on rituals and ceremonies that you can carry out. There's even a chapter on emergency spirit work, which is quite important at the moment, I think, just for when you're in a really dark place. And I love that this book includes that. I don't think I've seen that in any other books. So really, it just covers resetting your fight or flight, asking for help from spirit when you are feeling alone, which I imagine many of us are at the moment. So the book doesn't need to be read cover to cover. You can just dip in and out of it for each ritual or anything that you may be going through at any given time. But I cannot recommend this enough. I know this is by a British writer. Um, I'm so interested in shamanism after reading this and it's links to witchcraft. So perhaps another topic for the podcast down the line. Join me for part two where we talk about Carol Baskin. No, we talk about sun magic. (laughs) 
Welcome back. So let's talk sun magic. Usually when working on spell work, we tend to think of drawing on the moon's energy when we need to draw on the power of an external element to assist us in our magic. We also have the option to draw upon the strong energy of the sun too. So if you consider Litha, so the summer solstice, this is the time when it's said to be best to tackle your most difficult magic or spell work that requires the most energy from you, which ties in with Litha being the time when the sun is at its most powerful. The sun has cycles just like the moon. It actually has two cycles, which are the year and the day. The yearly cycle is better known as the Wheel of the Year, where the sun increases until Litha, when it ultimately reaches its peak power. After Litha, the sun will begin to wane as the wheel turns towards the darker half of the year. So working with the day cycle tends to be more convenient, more practical. The sun's power increases as it reaches the highest point in the sky at noon, Its power wanes as it falls low towards the horizon and sunset is considered a liminal time, which means it is between two worlds. So working with sun magic at sunrise is when your energy and the sun's energy will be fresh and new as you are both rising. This is a perfect time for magic relating to enhancing charms that may be for ridding yourself of negative energies to assist you in eliminating any negative or addictive habits and for spell work that pertains to education or work as it's linked to an early start. Working with the midday sun, you are working with the sun when it's at its energy peak. As it's at the highest point in the sky, this is a good energy to work with magic relating to seeking guidance or inspiration or wellness issues. Sunset is a particularly key time, very interesting as well. It's within liminal time, so a time between two worlds. When something is liminal, it's in transition from one place to another, so in two places at once and also in no one place at all. This is a good time to still your mind, boost your willpower, seek calmness and serenity, but also to consider your dreams that you wish to manifest. So start considering the gaps between where you are now to where you want to be in life. Visualize yourself when you get to wherever you want to be. Liminality is big when it comes to magic work. Anything between two worlds is known to generally allow for spectacular magic. So if you feel you need help transitioning to where you want to be or if your life feels stagnant, this is the perfect time to hold a ritual to help you with either or both. It's common belief that during the sunset period, the veil between realms thins, both at sunset and sunrise. This means that these two periods of the day are perfect for performing necromancy, so communicating with spirits, ancestors, any gods, goddesses you may work with, or your spirit guide but you could also use the time to communicate with them for guidance or wisdom on how you should transition or move forward. So just got a couple of ideas of things you may want to try in relation to sun magic. You could make sun water. This has the same concept as making moon water. 
So set it out in the sun to absorb the sun's natural light. You might want to include some other items associated with the sun in your sun water. So perhaps a piece of citrine or sunflower petals, anything that reminds you of the sun. You could choose to add lemon essential oils. I tend to use my moon water in like tea, coffee or food, as well as other uses. So I probably wouldn't do that with any sun water that I make, but entirely up to you. You could place the water on your altar as a symbol of the divine masculine. So representing the sun god. You could charge your tools or crystals in the sun's energy if you are between full moons This can be really useful for spell work relating to happiness, creativity, and to dispel any darkness from your life. You don't want to leave your crystals out for too long in the sun, perhaps just an hour or two of sunlight. You may want to... This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You create a sun altar to draw the energy of the sun into your life. So see if you can have your altar in a space with plenty of natural light. You might want to include images of the sun. You could use colors such as gold, orange, yellow. You may want to add summer flowers, sunflowers, marigolds. Other things that you could use or offerings you can make are obviously fresh flowers, sunflower seeds, rosemary, citrus fruits or peels. You may want to offer up some honey, crystals that you could work with are citrine or tiger eye. So you may want to have a go at, I've got a little spell for you. So invoking the sun's power to facilitate new and continued growth, creativity, love or positivity, got a candle anointing you may want to do. So ideally you want to use an orange candle with either sunflower or calendula oil. Calendula oil is made from marigolds. You might want to add orange essential oils or any citrusy oils to your candle. So you could carve into your candle the sun glyph or any other additional glyphs that you feel are relevant. Visualize solar blessings. Burn this candle on a Sunday at your altar to honor the sun. And lastly, drawing down the sun. So you may have heard of drawing down the moon. You can do the same with the sun using a simple mirror. A round mirror is ideal as it's the shape of the sun. However, any shape will do. 
ideally you want one that's easy to carry and work with. So make sure that you do this early morning as soon as you wake up, ideally at sunrise. You need the mirror to get the three first hours of sunlight of the day. It needs to be a day with no chance of rain and no visible clouds in the sky. So cleanse your mirror before this ritual. This will remove any energy that may already be tied to it. Don't look in the mirror until the ritual is complete. Make sure that you don't place the mirror near anything when it's set out into the sun, like paper or dried leaves or anything flammable. So just be safe. Make sure the mirror is about 10 feet away from your home. So after the three hours is up, this mirror can be used after the ritual for beauty spells or any spell or incantation that you choose. It will just be more of a powerful tool for your magic. So let me know if you have a go at any of those different practices. Join me after the break. We'll be talking all about star magic. Welcome back. So I'm really excited to be talking to you about star magic It's an area of the craft that I've only really looked into for the show, but fell down the rabbit hole. It's certainly an area I'm really going to look further into, bring more onto the show about. But anyway, without further ado, so star magic is using the energies of the stars. It can assist you in your craft with power, protection, purity, illumination, enlightenment, guidance, hope and wishing. The basic symbol for Wiccans and Pagans is of course a star. A little bit of history for you. So star runes were used in the Middle Ages and Renaissance time periods. In Italy there were a clan of Tanaric witches who went by the name of the Star Witches. Medieval texts have shown that stars were drawn upon for magic and ritual and the details of stars and their constellations and how to determine the optimal time to work with them and draw upon their energy for spells, healing and talismans was written of. So many early cultures observed seasonal difference in the night sky and monitored the stars patterns change throughout the year. So they used this as a guide for when to plant, harvest and carry out rituals. This offered a longer count too than the moon's monthly cycle, enabling time to be better marked. So a cosmic witch, star witch or celestial witch are some of the titles given to witches who use planetary and celestial energy in their craft. Many cosmic witches tend to feel more of a connection with the celestial than the other elements, so air, earth, fire, water. Generally, for practicing planetary magic, the classic seven planets worked with are the sun and the moon, although not technically planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter and Saturn. Cosmic witches will often include Uranus, don't laugh, don't laugh, Neptune and Pluto, but may also work with other celestial bodies such as comets, asteroids, supernovas, thinking of Liam, champagne supernova, stars, star clusters and the like. 
We cannot always see these, but we know they exist and can harness the energy from them when we see fit. So cosmic witches will tend to use both astrology and astronomy. So astrology is a form of divination using the placement of celestial bodies to look at our behavior and emotions. And astronomy is a science to examine positions, motions and properties of these celestial bodies. So if you want to find out your birth chart, the site I've come across which details the planets and points in your sign that I cannot recommend highly enough is called theastrocodex.com. I kid you not, when I came across this, I found out I have a lot of Neptunian energy in my chart and this could not be more spot on even down to how I behaved and acted as a child. There was so much in there that probably gave me more insight than my sun, moon and rising sign information did. So you've also got CoStar. That's another good app on your phone. This tells me on a daily basis how crap I am. No, you can find out your birth chart on there. It gives you some really good information on the daily. It's usually pretty spot on, but like I say, quite brutal. Like I say, I only initially ever looked at my sun, moon and rising sign before doing this episode. All of them are fire. So my sun is Leo, moon is Aries, rising sign Sagittarius. But I found looking at where the planets sat in my chart gave me much more information on myself that I've ever really gained from that. So some ideas, depending on the planets you find are quite strong in your chart. So for example, if you found that you have strong Neptunian energy, you may want to take up water scrying. Working with Plutonian energy, you may want to use bones for divination as Pluto rules death and rebirth. The planet is named after the Roman god of the underworld. So information like that I found on the site that I mentioned to you. For example, people that have heavy Plutonian energy in their chart tend to experience lots of trauma in life. They regularly experience deaths of their old self and have to rebrand. So they definitely have an element of rising from the ashes like a phoenix. So cosmic witches may worship deities. Many may choose to work with Greek or Roman gods, considering the planets that are named after them. Many cosmic witches may just worship a planet that has strong influence over them. Cosmic witches can use many items in their practice that they may link to celestial energies. One thing I found really interesting was the day of the week and the planet this this day is ruled by. So, for example, you might decide to harvest herbs at the peak of their power relating to the days of the week and the planet. So, Sunday is ruled by the sun. Monday is ruled by the moon, Tuesday is ruled by Mars, Wednesday is ruled by Mercury, Thursday is ruled by Jupiter, Friday is ruled by Venus, Saturday is ruled by Saturn. You can go really deep with this as there are even planetary hours of the day and night that you can work to draw even more on that particular planet's energy. I'll post all of this on my Instagram and Facebook page if you want to check it out. There's a good website related to this with these charts on the websites called Inked Goddess Creations. So some cosmic witches will work on astral travel and also use celestial energy to ground, center and cleanse themselves and tools that they may use instead of using sort of earth grounding or similar methods of grounding. 
So star gods and goddesses you could work with. There's Astarte, so known as the Queen of Heaven. An eight-pointed star was used to represent Ishtar, who was a Babylonian goddess of fertility, love and war. She is considered a personification of the planet Venus. Asteria, so goddess of the stars and nocturnal oracles. Zoya, two guardian goddesses represent the morning and evening stars. That's a Slavic goddess. It's Palotl, fearsome skeletal goddess of the stars. That's an Aztec goddess. And Astraeus, Greek titan god of the stars. You can also find your own star of power. So one that you may decide to work with in the sky. The one that you connect with, it's just a case of finding it. So you, once you've got it, you may wish to meditate with it daily, wish upon it, use it in astral travel. So if you do any of these practices, if you already are a cosmic witch, I'd be so, so, so interested to hear what you do. I certainly think this is an area of witchcraft that I'm going to be delving deeper into. I'll put everything I can in relation to today's topics on my Facebook page, which is The White Witch Company. On Instagram, I'm at The White Witch Company. Please come over and give me a follow. I'm trying to build up a little bit of a community on both of these. So it'd be great to catch up with you. If you can, please do give me a review on Apple Podcasts. I am always grateful. I know I always say it, but I love hearing from you. Any interaction I get is great. I'd like your input. If there's anything that you want reviewed on the show or topics that you like covered, please do let me know. Anyway, have a great week, witches. I will catch up with you soon. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.